names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. So what's your what's your next reason why the uh, why Russ wouldn't get traded? You know, I, I think it's it's not something that is fun to talk about, but I mean there's the reality that like we are all facing inflation right now. Uh, and, you know, mortgages are at a high, car prices uh-huh. are at a high, everything's expensive. The Lakers may not want to commit to multi year salaries, uh, you know, given uh, what we've kind of seen from the. Hide the money, y'all! There's poor people around! <laughs> With your broke ass! <laughs> I'm so happy I got to use that clip. <laughs> I'm glad that you had that in there. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm sort of not serious, but like also after last off season, I'm a little not pissed. not serious. Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, can we rule it out that they don't want to like commit? I mean, part of that is like they want to sign Kyrie next summer and have like max cap space and all that stuff. But like also, you mentioned the accountability. There is one person that they're sort of holding accountable, and it's LeBron James. They're like, <laughs> oh no, like extension. Like you know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of drag our feet on doing what you want. We're not giving you say on the roster anymore. And it sort of ties back to that self preservation aspect of it. Of like, they're you know, Rob seems to be a master of deflecting blame and there is you know it's it was frank's fault for not using him right it was lebron's fault for making me trade for him uh so we aren't giving him any more say on the roster we got to just execute rob's ideas only good ideas it was it was it was was magic's fault as to why we had to give up as much as we did to get anthony davis and we're in a tougher spot now because of that that also i mean that's not totally wrong. Um, it's not untrue, but it, yeah. but it's certainly what he's going to sell to the people who who sign his checks. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that there's like that. That there's that part of it too. Is like we aren't, you know, we aren't sure about this team, like making financial commitments. And I think like that is, but like like I'm, I don't mean just from like the oh like cheap whatever aspect of it, but like we know what is this team, what is this front office like prioritized over everything else during their entire tenure? It's like star grabbing, and they probably want max cap space or close to it. They want cap space next summer. They yeah. don't want to take on multiple years of Miles Turner and Buddy here. Or I think Miles can opt out after this year. I believe his next year is a player option, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. Buddy, which I he probably would at this at this stage of his career he probably would opt out but it is yeah yeah you're trading for him because you want to resign him you're not trading mm-hmm. for him just because like you think he's like the difference maker this year you know like that would be like if you're including a first round pick you're you're trading for him because you want to keep him and maybe they don't feel that way maybe they want to have you know that money ready to offer Kyrie the long-term max that he's been seeking mm-hmm. um and they're like all sort of deciding to reapproach this in a year I don't know I, I think that that's a real thing like I, I you know I sort of was joking coming into it but I think that like long-term flexibility that is something that they've told us over and over again that they prioritize and rob has mentioned over and over again prioritizing cap space we've seen it the entire time during his tenure they renounced julius randall so they could have second um second max slot that no one ended up taking they you know they held the spot held and held and held for Kawhi, and then they ended up putting together a great plan
plan B and whatever, but we saw what their priority was there. You know, they decide they could have kind of run it back with the title team. And I think that they were probably right not to considering how banged up that team was by the end of it. But what did they go for? They went for, you know, reigning six man of the year, runner up for six yeah. man of the star power, trying to get more firepower, more names in the building. And so that is something that this team really likes to do. And so I would not be shocked if part of it is not just like, hey, we really value these two first round picks. We don't think that in a vacuum, we should be having to attach two picks to get off of an expiring contract. Like that kind of stuff. Like I I get that stance, but there's also the reality that like they may not just not want to take on long-term money if it's not for a player that they think is going to put them over the top and win it this year. And maybe they just don't feel like that Miles Turner by heel offer does that. I mean, do you? I, I don't know that that necessarily makes them a title contender it certainly brings them closer but I, I don't know that it totally gets them there I think it does I think it does because like you still have Anthony Davis you still have like if you think to yourself that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald don't make you a title contender I like Turner I like Turner with AD I like Heald better on this team than a yeah. lot of the terrible teams that he's been on but like I, I'm still not sure that gets you into contention but Maybe. I but I I think, but I think, isn't that more indicative of how you feel about LeBron and AD than it is how you feel about those no, guys? No, it's more because indicative of how I feel about the rest of the roster. Uh, just right. Like, but like, normally you would say LeBron, AD, a few decent role players, and then enough guys that outplay minimum veteran minimum yeah. contracts. Like that should be enough to make you a decent contender. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they're, they're, this they're is on the, the most questions title contention. They're not favorites or even close. Yeah. To oh, for sure. No, there is no move that I think makes they them favorites. Need... Even Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie even doesn't Kyrie make them doesn't a favorite. Favorites. That's still a flawed team that's in the conversation. Yeah. So I guess like that sort of maybe they just don't view that as even putting them in that conversation. And maybe that's part of this is not wanting to commit that long term money and then having to do this dance next summer when they have to like uh, attach something to offload healed in order to free up enough cap space to max out Kyrie. Like, yeah. you know, well, I think I think it's like I just I wrote about this for Silver Screen, right, that that I think they have under Rob Polinka um, completely overlooked the value of role players. The, the notion that, oh yeah, a couple role players can't make you a contender is kind of a foundational flaw in Rob Polinka's uh, tenure as the, the, the general manager. Because he's like I, on basketball reference, he's like, how many all-star teams have these guys made? Right. None? And they, want, they want multiple first-round picks and they're not clutch clients? This is BS. Has Buddy Heald even won a three-point contest? Because, like, maybe that would maybe that would be enough. Like, they just look at awards. They just, like, yeah, the award true. part of Has basketball he? reference. I, don't, I think he's competed. I don't, I don't think he's won. Yeah. Buddy needs to compete. Miles Turner has probably won, like, Lego challenges. Can we get, like, that footage yeah. of that for Rob? But, like, I just, I look at, I, I hear what you're saying. And, again, I think it's indicative of Rob's, like greatest I'm not flaw I necessarily as... like even agree with oh it. no no, again, no like I'm yeah like, yeah i'm not saying you do like these are all again like the, the reasons that we're giving aren't good reasons they are just reasons they aren't they aren't we aren't excusing the decision we, we're just trying to explain it if it happens and and i think with buddy healed with miles turner like if you're saying to yourself as general manager of the lakers that solid role players aren't enough to elevate LeBron and AD to title contention, then you didn't, you weren't paying attention when two years ago or two seasons ago, solid role players were more than enough 
to elevate LeBron and or allow LeBron and AD to elevate that roster to a championship win. You know, like that's that's been a core issue here for the Lakers is that they saw role players play a very important again role. Sorry, uh, in 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 winning a championship, and just ignored it and said, "All right, we know what those guys were capable of, but we need another star." And I think that's it's just that's a flaw in in approach and and one that I was hoping they would get away from. And I and like I think Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are an opportunity to learn those that lesson specifically. Like, hey. The whole three-star thing, the three-pronged star thing, hasn't worked out for us to this point. Maybe it's an idea to move away from it, but no, it seems like they're still very focused on bringing in a third star. And I I think, you know, this is a point a couple people have made, uh, but, like, they, them, and I was listening to Caitlin Cooper on Fast Break Breakfast as well, and who covers the Pacers really well, and she was talking about this. Like, I, I think there's an aspect of this that, like, both of these teams feel like this deal will be here for a while. Yeah. And so there's not like a ton of impetus to like, you know, just like the Nets are sort of like trying to figure out why KD hates them. Like the Lakers are like, okay, well we'll wait for that domino to fall and then we'll see about Kyrie. And then if not like miles and buddy is kind of there, like we don't have to do this right now on July 28th. And I think that's probably part of why this is taking so long too. And not not only not only this deal specifically for the Pacers, but Miles Turner and Buddy Heald both feel like players that are fairly easy to, easy to move eventually, right? Like yeah. Buddy Heald is is a is an elite shooter on an okay contract. Like that's the kind of player that gets Especially moved at every trade deadline. Like it's not a terrible contract. Yeah, and then Miles Turner is contract, like, but it's not terrible. Turner's like a a youngish center who can space the floor. Like that's the kind of player who can very easily get moved at the deadline. And just, like we know he's not going back to the Pacers after all this. Like they, yeah. they're gonna move him at some point. Right. Or if he does go back, it's it's so that they can move him at the deadline. You know, it's hey, yeah. just just Yeah, just yeah, play, no, that's what I mean. Like play he's gonna good opt sol- out soldier next, long enough and we'll move him beyond him. next summer, I don't yeah. think. Well he, why would he resign? Like, why, yeah, why exactly. He, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. I, so at some point we know that he's gonna be available and gettable, and maybe the Lakers feel that way too. Like it's like, hey, why are we giving up two first round picks for these guys that right are now. probably gonna be around and they're gonna be willing to trade them at some point? Let's see if we can get Kyrie first. Yeah. Last last point on the money aspect of this is that all indications to this point are that there isn't like nobody knows for sure that LeBron is gonna sign an extension. Right. Mm-hmm. And if LeBron doesn't sign an, an, an extension and he pieces out at the end of the year, then I I would imagine Genie Bus, after the season that the Lakers just had, where they were expensive and sucked, is basically saying fourth highest payroll in the league, Anthony. Yeah. Don't want to go through that again. So they would rather, you know, for them, they want to call it long term flexibility. If you look at the list of free agents available next year, it's not particularly inspiring. But they so they can they can frame it under we want the ability to sign somebody next year. Please don't look at the free agents <laughs> that are going to be available in the summer. Um, but but this is this is our potential plan. But I think what it what it really comes down to is so long as they don't know that LeBron is going to sign that extension, why would they sign up to? Why would they add money to their books to be bad and expensive moving forward? And while giving up draft picks that will be even worse if LeBron is right. leaving and not sort of like helping them build that bridge to that next era. Yeah. So I, I think that's always something or to factor better, in here. will be better draft picks. Yeah. Um, all right. My next reason for why a trade wouldn't happen in, in the next couple of months is they really believe Russell Westbrook. They, you know, 
they listened to Russ. Like, you know, sure, you fired your agent for telling you to play defense. Sure, you, 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 sure, you, you, you uh, essentially are, 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 are as adamant about getting traded as we are trying to trade you. Um, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, they have that conversation and Russ comes to them in that come to Jesus moment and says, okay. I've seen what my market would be because this is a reality, by the way, like his market after he gets bought out. I know the Cam brothers just uh, just talked about this on Locked On. This is something that I've wondered about on, on Twitter and was yelled at for saying I'm not positive that he gets picked up. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what I, they, they came for me. His his stands are, you know, crazy, uh, something else. But like yeah. I, uh, you know, like there was. I said, you know, it's like, oh, it's truly a dilemma to know whether or not he's going to take 47 million for one year or less than that on a multi-year deal. And like, yeah. they were mad. And it's like, no, he's not going to get like a $47 million multi-year deal on mm-hmm. the, like open, on the open market right now. Harrison, I, part of the reason, like, Aaron and I, if he'd get a multi-year deal. Yeah. Where's he getting more than the minimum? At this stage yeah. of the off season, like who has the, the money Wizards, to offer him more than the, the minimum? Wizards have their mid-level? Maybe I I, I don't I know. Like the, the I feel head. like I feel like the Wizards are like inevitable for him if he gets bought out. Yeah, I I mean they're the only they're one of the few teams that don't have like a starting point guard or a young point well, guard. Well, and that also they like groom. he left on good terms there. Yeah, and Bradley Beal probably liked having him as a teammate and all these things yeah. too. So yeah, you so can like blame I, him I, when the team's not good. He takes most of the heat. You know, if I had to, if I had to, like pick favorites for landing Russ at the stage, the Wizards are are pretty far out in front of everybody else, but I also have my eye on Philly. Like Daryl Morey is clearly Ooh. trying to, they're also really trying to, the, like they, they brought back PJ Tucker. They brought back Daniel house. They brought, and we know back, doc loves former all-stars. Yeah. Brought back. Obviously they re-signed Harden. So maybe Daryl Morey is basically saying, Hey, we came fairly close with that group before uh, Russ on a minimum where he accepts a smaller role uh, it makes this team, you know, gives it an, an extra little pop. Uh, my apologies in advance as Doc plays Russ over Tyrese Maxey to everybody in Philly because we know that's happening. But but like yeah, I, sorry, I think, sorry, Jazz and Paul, our, yeah, uh, our our <laughs> lovable Sixers to crew. Yeah, so I, I that's the other team that I kind of have my eye on as well for for Russ if he gets bought out. But but like the the point here is there just aren't very many situations there for Russ, especially if he wants to start um, and. And I, it could be that now he doesn't seem very self-aware and he seems like as more people doubt him, he seems far more likely to stick two middle fingers up and say, I've proven y'all before y'all, you guys wrong before I am going to do it again and, and carries forward that way. But maybe just maybe, you know, he comes to the lake to, to Rob Polinka's doorstep. It's raining outside and he says, Rob, or he goes to LeBron and AD. Guys, I promise, I realize the error in my ways. LeBron would answer his door. Do you think LeBron even answers his own door? I doubt it. I, I, I feel I bet like you, he does. We should put this to the test. Maybe yeah. you, you live closer to him, so go knock on LeBron's okay, door for me. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get on that after this pot. I'm going to go <laughs> film myself. <laughs> knock on his door. <laughs> LeBron, I, do you have time for an interview? <laughs> LeBron, LeBron's sitting there like, why is Sean hiking at my door? Why is... Oh <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I... But this, again, 
this might yeah, not I mean, be maybe, so much again, an explanation, but it act. will certainly be the spin. Like this will be how it's presented if he gets uh, if he gets brought back. They're already doing it. They're telling yeah. us like, oh, you know, from the beginning, it's like, oh, we're interviewing coaches that, and asking them how they utilize Russ better than Frank because it's not it's not the roster's fault. It was Frank's fault, and so clearly yeah. he was just an idiot who didn't know how to make this great roster work that we then completely overhauled. Um, and so you know, Darvin Ham, he's got it figured out. Uh, yeah. I also like the leaks that it's like, oh, Darvin Ham was like very collaborative, very much helping putting this roster together. It's like, you know, that that's Rob Palinka planting some seeds for somebody yeah. he can blame later on down the line. Like <laughs> one of the additions doesn't work out. It's like, well, Darvin Ham really wanted Lonnie Walker. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, Lonnie Walker will be explained away because of clutch. Like that's it's like, God damn it. They got us again. <laughs> You guys have no idea how strong Rich Paul is. You guys just don't get it. He locked I, me in the closet again. I think I think Rob has like six inches on on Rich Paul, but still. <laughs> and he's a former yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I the is there anything you could possibly hear that would believe Russ too? No. That's a long pause. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I really tried to think about it. Uh, no, me neither. I don't. I don't think. I mean, they got him to. We've heard Jack it. Lowe's made this point a couple times. They got him to set ball screens for one game. That was yeah. it, he's and it like, worked. Like, yeah, and it worked. And he's like, "Oh man, that fucking sucked." Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm cursing a lot this podcast. Yeah. You're gonna have to tag it with explicit. Uh, no, I won't do it. I'm, I'm um, out of. I'm out of practice on this. I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm not as professional well, anymore. But like I, I, I think you're hearing the real unfiltered Harrison now. He's not a beat reporter anymore. <laughs> uh, Mia, like, cut your head shaving one time and you turned into. I'm a yeah. I'm like a grizzled vet. I don't even know somebody on a somebody on a Scorsese film or something like that. Breaking Bad start... character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I agree with you that there is nothing that I could hear. It's got to be actions. Actions are the yeah. only way that I'll believe it. And it would have to be sustained actions. Yeah. Not just well, like one game of ball screens. It's like, you know, I got to see like two months of you setting ball screens, cutting hard, playing in the, out of the corner, you know, mostly just attacking as a secondary attacker, like playing hard on defense, all that stuff. Like I, I need to see that for two months before I'm willing to buy in. Like this is a real thing. He's actually changing. I don't even know if two months is enough for me. I need to see two it for a whole year. I need I need to see it the whole season because I mean obviously but I just feel at two months you can start to believe that maybe that that that's a possibility. Yeah, maybe. you know, like it would have to be like that long for me to start being like, okay, maybe this is the new Russ now. I mean, and look, I think you and I both agree that that is objectively the best outcome, right? Is that they get new Russ, they hold on to their first rounders, either you know for future for future use or uh, to utilize in 2027 or in, in 2029. But yeah, I, I like that version of the team. I just like, I don't believe that it's going to happen. No, I, and I, I would, I, I, I would be a hypocrite if I said that, like, I wouldn't love that version of the team. I loved that hypothetical version of the team last year during the off season. I was a huge proponent. Like I just, after a year of it, I don't believe that that's coming. Like, I don't yeah. believe that he has that in him. It was like, if Russ devoted himself to being Alex Caruso. I don't think he'll ever be the defender that Alex Caruso is, but like that that version of Russ is an incredibly useful NBA player, right? Like 
I don't look. We're we're talking about literally the best defensive guard in the NBA in Caruso. It's between him and like Lonzo. Um, never mind like the defensive player of the year. That that was the dumbest award I've ever seen. But like the the that version of Russ who sets screens and cuts hard and and doesn't turn the ball over as much and and focuses on on defense not just when the ball is in front of him but also when he's on the weak side and and has to box out and all these things like that version of Russell Westbrook is a useful player to quote Raj there's a useful player in there but there is just no reason to believe that that is going to be the outcome to this offseason and as 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 a result of that like you combine that with everything that we have seen and heard from everybody involved so far this year. And, and yeah, it's just, it's not enough to gamble on. Um, do you have any other reasons why Russell Westbrook wouldn't get traded? I have one more. No, I feel like we've covered most of it. I'm, I guess I'm curious to see what yours is then. They actually hate LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess if we're getting ridiculous, then yeah. um, you know, yeah. You that, and I get ridiculous? No. No. That yeah, that's happen. my job, Anthony, is to propose <laughs> the non-serious reasons. All right. So I mean, find me find me obviously there are more plausible reasons for for this or whatever, but again, I ask you, all right, they maybe LeBron shows up and says, "Hey, I want to win a champ like, you know, winning a championship in LA would mean quite a bit." That's three organizations that I have shown up and won different, won different uh, titles with. That's something no player, and it's certainly no best player on an organization has ever done. Um, so, like, I'm here. This is this is what we're here to do. And the Lakers say, perfect, great, but do not... I, the, the second championship is out of the question. We don't want to win you that second championship. You don't want you to tie Kobe. This is not going to happen. We're just going <laughs> to sabotage you from there on out. What do you think? I kind of doubt it was in the initial pitch. <laughs> no, an uncharacteristic I, I level of honesty for Rob Polinka's reputation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think on a, on a more serious way to frame this, we know that there is friction. Like if, yeah, we there, know that there's friction more, in the organization. LeBron. It's like, yeah. it's like you made this bad. It's yeah. your fault. You right. sit in it. Right. And, and, you know, it was funny because that's been the mentality. LeBron said that there's no friction with Clutch and the Lakers, and the Lakers have said there's no friction with Clutch and the Lakers, and all of this. And it's been funny to see the people in my mentions say, "Like, see, you see what they said? There's no friction there. There's no problem." But it's it's that meme, right? My I didn't murder her T-shirt is answering a lot of questions about whether or not I murdered her. Like, yeah. The, the, it's like my my there's no friction between me and yeah. club sports t-shirts are leading to a lot of questions already answered by the shirt. Right. So I think here with the with with this relationship between the Lakers and LeBron and and the Lakers and Clutch, they might they might have reached their end on this. You know, like I found it really interesting that within 24 hours of each other, there was leaks that or or, or Rob wouldn't go so far as to say that he and and the Lakers would want to give LeBron an extension and they can frame it as like you can't say that because that's a tampering fine but every team that has had a a player of LeBron's stature 
has always said, we want to get something uh, to work here. Le- uh, Rob would only say that LeBron wants to be here long-term, wouldn't commit to wanting LeBron around long-term. And and I think here with, with the way that things have gone here, um, it wouldn't surprise me if... All right, how do I say this carefully? I we think, don't want the aggregators coming for you. No, I just... No, it's not that. But I... I it, obviously. But I, I. it's more that, like, I think... I think LeBron and Rich and and all of the clutch people understand what it looks like when an organization is run professionally. And the last thing, again, that people who don't deserve the power that they hold, uh, that they want is to lose that power or get told how to use it. And so when LeBron is saying, this is what I experienced in Miami. This is how we made it work in Cleveland when I won a championship there. This is how an organization should operate. The the the, the children's circle is sitting there saying, or, the, or the, the kids' table is basically saying, no, screw you. This is how we want to run things. And and I think the sooner that they get out of the LeBron and clutch business, the sooner that no, they don't have anybody around to hold them accountable for continuing to act like the kids' table. And, and I think that's something that's really at play here in this relationship is that LeBron holds the Lakers and, and has a certain level of expectations for how an organization should operate. And the Lakers don't want to operate like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that they've on some level shown that. And I, I do think that like, you know, I mean, maybe the extension gets done on day one, but I kind of doubt it. Like, I, I think I'd be surprised, honestly. Yeah, I think I think it's going to take a couple of weeks. We're going to get some stupid ass leaks, uh, you know, and like some dumb news cycles. And then, you know, we'll see if it actually gets done. But yeah, you know what I'm regretting now? We didn't play leak bingo in the week leading up to LeBron's extension. It's too easy. <laughs> like we could do it offhand right now. It's like LeBron's not willing to extend until the Lakers, you know, get Trade a move for- done. Yeah, yeah. Until the Lakers sees- don't really want to make a move until they're sure that LeBron's committed to them. <laughs> the bingo card is two spaces. Yeah, <laughs> it's just iterations of that from here from from here on out. LeBron, not sure if the Rambi should be working still. LeBron, I, here's one that I definitely think we're getting. LeBron's because- annoyed by Phil Jackson's influence. Oof, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, LeBron doesn't trust Palinka is coming. I, you know, yeah. some, some, some insider is going to say something that like comes very close to that. And it says that in, in, in some other tone, because, uh, everything indicating to this point that he just, he's not, he's not particularly fond of him. Um, all right. Yeah. I think that's all of the reasons that we've hit on yeah. self-interest. The, oh, did you, did we talk about the, the caliber of incoming offers? Like, is there, do you agree that like. Just generally speaking, the the Indiana offer, would you include both firsts for that offer? Probably not today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe eventually, but I, I don't see the rush to do that like this far from training no. camp and all. Like, I, I do think that there's a legitimate argument that you want to have mostly the team that you're planning on having going into training camp, trying to get some like, you know, get them, get, let them get their legs under them, give them that time with, with uh, Darvin Ham and, you know, not like waste a training camp on trying to integrate Russell Westbrook, who you like kind of know isn't going to work or like you don't seem to think is going to work. Like I buy into all of those arguments. I just 
uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't include the two first today. I would maybe do it eventually, depending on how this like KD Kyrie situation shakes out, depending on sort of what else seems to come available in the next like month or so. But I sort of, to be honest, you know, like we've we've critiqued them a little bit and said that some of their reasons are illegitimate. But like to me, this is the most legitimate one. Is just that like they don't have to do it today. Yeah, I. They can wait and see if something better comes along. I wouldn't wait all the way up to training camp. Like, I think I think I, I would kind of set my own deadline on myself. And I know this isn't good business because it forces you to negotiate against yourself. Um, but Well, as long as you don't announce the deadline to the other party, you know. Well, but like, are we, are we sure we're going to, like, the, the Lakers wouldn't do that? He's like, hey, Kevin, I just really want to get this done by training camp. Right. Well, but I, I think, I think... Because we do know that LeBron is is a big fan of the team mini camp before the training camp, right? Oh yeah, we know that he likes that. It's 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 good positive headlines. He probably has great facilities there at his house that are. I think he recreates. I think I rem- I, I remember this being reported. He recreates. No, they've been doing it in Vegas, but yeah, right. But I think in his in his home facilities, he recreates like UCLA Medical Center. That that that. Uh, weight station and all of that stuff like a, i'm not sure that that's true but i don't really know i i remember it was one of those because we it, i don't know maybe he stopped doing it but i know at one point in his career one big storyline was in in like in reporting that he spends a million dollars on his body uh, on his body a year one of the expenditures was replicating the team facilities at his house oh okay I mean, that I was, believe you. I just, yeah, was, I don't yeah, remember no, I, hearing that. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I have that right. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think, but I, I would probably say that in the couple weeks before, as you get to training camp, so probably the beginning of September is when those kind of mini training camps would take place. I would probably, I would go so far as to say that the Lakers and LeBron would want it done by then so that, he doesn't have to see uh, Russell Westbrook at those many training camps. <laughs> Can you imagine if he didn't invite him? <laughs> Darvin Ham is just like, look, their schedules, they just weren't able to work them out. Yeah. Every no, other person. They did a conference call before the mini camp. Yeah. No, Russ is like FaceTiming in to watch them work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's that meme. Have you seen? I, I just saw this meme for the first time the other day. It's this, uh, this girl is like sleeping on her couch and she has... Uh, her head like put up and she's wearing a mask and the, the the head makes it look like she's listening on the zoom while the person is sleep. The actual person is sleeping in the couch next to the, oh, to the no, sofa. That's incredible though. It's a really good, it's a really good meme. Uh, and that would be Russ. Like that would be Russ. He's there yeah. sleeping and, and it's much like his, uh, his, his approach to playing defense on the weak side. He's over yeah. there sleeping. And then this is where he should have been sitting. He's got like a mannequin set up over there so that he can like cherry pick on <laughs> offense. <laughs> <laughs> the background of the age is like, wait, that's legal. You're we like, can ah, do that. Oh, my idea. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers lounge. Uh, again, just to be absolutely clear before you guys get angry at us in the comments, this isn't, this isn't us explaining the thought exercise. Yeah. Like this isn't us saying this is why we don't think Russ should get moved. These are just the reasons that we think it wouldn't happen if it doesn't happen. I think both or hasn't and I, happened yet. Yeah, or hasn't happened yet. I think you and I both are still in that in that we agree essentially with what Darius wrote that 
this will happen. It would be shocking to us if it didn't. But if it doesn't, and you guys are looking for reasons why, you can listen back to this podcast, which took I place realized on July 20th. Everyone thinks that Darius and I sound alike. And to be honest, I don't really hear it. I don't and hear it either. Yeah, but so many people have thought it. We should have just had me pretend to be Darius on this episode. Uh, no way that would have backfired. I, I don't see how. <laughs> we should do that next week. That, that, file that away. Darius will lead us next week on the Lakers Lounge. Darius Soriano is going to join us as a guest, and he's going to read Kurt Rambis' story. No, no. Here's what it's going to be: the next trifecta episode that we do between you, Aaron, and myself. Uh, one of us is going to be Pete. Me as Darius. Yeah, one of us is going to be Pete. You're going to be Darius, and the other one is going to be Mike. And that'll be the that'll be the the, the entirety of the episode. No chance Aaron has whatsoever. Good Mike that. impression. Does he? Yeah. All right. So I just have to just I just have to hammer down Pete. So in some Discord. Yeah. What's up, Lakers fans? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> just need a little more codeine. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm too perky. All right. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta you gotta like dull the tones a little bit. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Sound All like right. a sentient bottle of alcohol. You know. <laughs> What's up, Laker fans? I look. That's how my. That's how I've been described over my over the course of my career. A sentient True, bottle of alcohol. Put that in your performance review. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to change that on my on my Twitter profile. It's not going to be Anthony Irwin anymore. It's going to be sentient bottle of alcohol. Yeah, that could be your bio. <laughs> sentient <laughs> bottle of Hennessy. No, that's that's Aaron. Yeah, I'm, that's Aaron. Aaron could change yeah. his to that. I'm a bottle of wine, definitely, okay. because I age well. Yeah, you could be like, you could change your bio. It just says like podcaster, you know, sometimes writer, wine yeah. model. <laughs> exactly. We'll talk to you guys next week.